welcome to TV Concierge, the ringer's guide to the vast streaming landscape. I'm Juliette Littman. I am the host of Bachelor Party, our Bachelor podcast. I am joined by my uh, one of my favorite people, Mr. Chris Ryan, the co-host of The Watch. Hi, Chris. What a great intro. One of my favorite <laughs> people. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> That's who you are. Um, we are here to do the month of March TV streaming power rankings, which I'm excited to talk about with you. I had a good time looking into it. But before that, I was just curious, Chris, what was your favorite thing that you watched in the month of March? Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership, visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Julia, something happened to me in March that I never, I didn't think could happen anymore. Whoa, 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 I could whoa. discover one of my favorite shows. Oh my God. Andy and I both started watching over on The Watch and we're going to be doing like a couple of episodes diving deep into this show. It's called The Bureau or mm. Le Bureau. And it's on... Le Bureau? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like... It's yeah, and It's a French show and it's on uh, Sundance Now. Um, it was originally on Canal Plus. Cool. I know, it's a little bit of a deep get. A little bit of a, of a deep dig. You got to sign up for like four different services to watch it. But it is essentially... the be- it was, It's the best espionage show I've ever seen. And sometimes at its very best when I'm watching it, I'm like... Is this better than Mad Men? Like I'm I can't tell if I'm just completely lost in the sauce, but I have not been this delighted to have 50 episodes of television on my plate in a really long time. It stars Matthew Kasovitz as a spy getting pulled into uh like double and triple crossings of the Syrians and the French and the Americans and a bunch of other uh people. And it's essentially like all the office parts of the Born Identity movies, but cool. without the kicking. I love it. That's that my favorite great. show I've seen in March. Yeah, yeah, that sounds awesome. All right, I gotta check that out. We mentioned this once before on TV Concierge, but French TV is like kind of the next frontier. But also, if I'm gonna be watching French TV, I still have a lot of Call My Agent to get through. So I'm yeah. working on that episode by episode. My favorite thing that I watched in March, Chris, in case you're wondering. Of course I was. That's why I'm here. <laughs> I finally caught up on sex education in Netflix, on Netflix. And... I quite liked it. It took it, it's like it's like my fifth time trying to watch it, and then I finally got into it. And I was like, "This is a nice show. This is very pleasant." It's- wow! Two follow up cues to this. <laughs> First of all, how many? How often do you give something five chances? I've done that with two shows. One is Sex Education, and one is Ted Lasso. And in both cases, I really needed like a lot to get into them. Okay, and in both cases, did you like the show once you got you got there? Haven't finished Ted Lasso yet. On my way. I like Ted Lasso. I I do think it's like a pretty impressive Jason Sudeikis performance, which I guess like everyone is saying now via these awards that he's winning. Yeah, 
But I, I'm like, wow, this actually is like way more depth than I knew that Jason Sudeikis had. Not just his acting, but specifically his comedic acting. The way he drops in the jokes is very good. Um, sex education. Yeah, I, I like it. I don't know. I just was sort of like, I need something not particularly challenging. And British sounds phenomenal. It just reminded me a lot of um, like skins, but in the suburbs and for the 21st century. It's just crazy how sort of like the sensibility of teens as portrayed on television has changed. I know. And now it's just like, it's gotten so illicit that it's almost traditional. You know, like when you watch Generation or something like that, the things that used to scandalize you, you're like, oh yeah, I expect there to be an incredible nude scandal at this high school. And they still like torture each other, teenagers. Yeah. But it's like a different a different kind of torture. And like, I, I do think there's like more general inclusivity than there was before. And it's just, it's just funny like to watch teen television. It's very different. Anyway, those are not new, either any of our shows. So they won't be factoring into... These rankings. Um, it's your I'm turn gonna, to rank. I ranked last month. Right? It is. I think I'm going to surprise you. Oh, I, 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 I always expect to be surprised by you. I'm excited. Number five. We're going from the bottom. Netflix. Here's what's up on Netflix right now. Ginny and Georgia, which is a another teen television show, smashed Tiger King's record for most consecutive days at number one. Also smashed uh, the Queen's Gambit. So the Tiger King one isn't that meaningful to me because it's like, early days of pandemic, everyone home needs something to focus on. The Tiger King anomaly we'll, ne- we'll never see again. Queen's Gambit, I put a little more stake in that. But the, ultimately, ultimately, this is just like this weird creation of Netflix's own making of like, what do these charts even mean? We don't know what they judge on. Is it like you watched 10 seconds of one episode? Are people watching all the way through? Like, I, I don't know. Um, and it's very clear to me that the, that the dominating demographic on Netflix is, is females. And so I just, it's like very hard for me to parse some of this data. But so I just felt like that wasn't, if that's not what's number one on Netflix right now. I didn't find it that compelling. I watched the whole show. It's a crazy show. I do not feel like Gin- Ginny and Georgia made the mainstream crossover, which isn't to say that Netflix is like an underground arts bookstore or something, but <laughs> I... I think Queen's Gambit and Tiger King both had their moments where they became ubiquitous kind of late night monologues being referenced during sporting events. Like, yeah, like Carol's face in the college basketball stands kind of thing. And she was on freaking Dancing with the Stars. I don't see anyone from Dancing with the Stars. Uh, I don't see anyone from Ginny and Georgia going that way. Right. So... That's really been dominating. There's been some other new stuff that people will find along the way. Marriage or Mortgage, um, stuff like that. Some good art heist movies going on. I would say March Law Documentary Fair to choose from. For sure. This is this is what they have in the library or in the archives while they're trying to catch up with the, the pipeline because they've had to shut down for such a long time. Yeah, so it was, it's, a, it's a slow month, which I do think has led to some a, a phenomenon that I'm thrilled about, which is I think teenagers are finding Grey's Anatomy. And, I, and Grey's is like... Is just like kind of um, with friends and the office gone, I think is like uh, among the top syndicated shows that are being rewatched right now on Netflix. So I love it. But um, I would say it's been not, not wasn't a great month for, for, for big red. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you call it big red. (laughs) Do you think Taylor Swift has much to do with the Grey's Anatomy phenomenon for your, for younger people? She watching it? Well, she named her cats after uh, Meredith Grey, right? I thought she named them after Olivia Benson. But didn't she? Isn't the other cat named Meredith? Oh, Meredith, Gray? maybe. Interesting. I th- perhaps we got to ask Princeyadi and Hubbard. I don't know. Yeah, got to reach out to them. I think that with the Grays thing is it's a great soap. It's like ideal for for people to discover and like and binge because it was it's such like a propulsive show in the early seasons, and you're watching like 
just these totally unknown actors. And it's just, it's one of a kind. So it, it is a, it is a very bingeable show. I'm really happy for people finding it for the first time. Let's move on. Number four, Paramount Plus, new network <laughs> in the month of March. <laughs> or as I like to refer to it, uh, uh, somebody made this joke on Twitter to me and Andy when we were first talking about Paramount Plus. Maybe we should call it Paramore. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Chris. Their lead programming was Real World Homecoming, a reboot of the first season of The Real World. Um, they got the original cast back together. Unfortunately, Eric Nees got COVID, so he couldn't join them in the loft. Um, and they did the show. It turned out they were like only together for a week. They turned this strung out into like several weeks of content. I would say you are like straight in the demo of nostalgia for this. You're like the right age to care about this. I'm cu- wondering if you care. I, I do care. I've uh, was very into the first season of of Real World. It was, I think, in love with Julie, if I remember correctly. And I like, think a I lot d- of America was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I I definitely I didn't get a chance to check out the reunion, but I was certainly in the demo. Paramount. It uh, this one has Littman written all over it. I think once they get their user experience together, which I would not call uh, top of class yet. You know, no. like they it, last time I checked, they didn't have like a my stuff for a watch list at like functionality where you can kind of add things to a queue for yourself. Um, I don't know how often do you use that on these services? How often do you like put things together so that you have like your own list of stuff that you're going to go through? Never, not okay. once. But well, for me, that's annoying on Paramount. Yeah, because like you want to be able to go through the movies once, tag them, and yeah. save them all, and then just be like, good, cool. I don't have to do the A to Z thing again. But once they get their user experience together, and I think once they start dropping originals, I do think like they, they've got Survivor. They've got... All the MTV archive. It's crazy. Yeah. So just like, give me that. Give me How I Met Your Mother. I'll be a happy guy. I, I think Survivor is another show that younger people will find and get into. It seems like the first two seasons being on Netflix, people really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But this this just shows me how important market share is in streaming right now because... I do think that like Paramount has a lot of programming that people would love to idly watch or just casually watch on Netflix, but taking the plunge to get Paramount plus seems like a lot for the people who I think would most enjoy watching this stuff for the first time. You know, like I think there is a lot to rewatching it, but I, I think that survivor is a timeless show. And if people could just like get it really easily, they would watch it, but there's, it's a high barrier. Paramount plus was really hard to find on the first day. And I woke up early to watch the stupid real world thing. It's really funny, you know, cause I get the impression that younger people are watching Survivor and actually watching it in the dark. Like they don't know who are winning, who's going to yeah. win these seasons. Yeah. And maybe we've just gotten far enough into time that you can go back and enjoy something that from 15 years ago and kind of be in, in the dark about it because there's not maybe a ton of like online content. Nobody's spoiling season four of Survivor. I wonder if like we could just do this for like sports. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if the NBA should just like start a sub streaming service, that's like, here's the 1993 season. And and in 2033, maybe there will be someone who's like, I don't remember who won the 1993 season. So I'm just going to watch it. Yeah. I mean, it's funny you say that. I failed to mention one of my favorite shows in the Netflix conversation. But um, in March, F1 Drive to Survive came uh, back. Hell yeah. Yeah. Great, 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 great show, which I think is like. I don't know. It's it's a skewed sample, but the ringer people seem to be really into it. Let me it's tell you a, something about F1 awesome Drive show. to Survive, which I've still not checked out. <laughs> it seems like it is the John the Baptist of TV shows. It's Straight, incredible. Con- hardcore conversion rate. Like when it's people incredible. watch it, they all of a sudden start talking about pit stops yeah. and Red Bull. Yeah. Yeah, because Formula One is a fucking crazy sport. It's like the most diabolical 
thing in the world because in every direction there's conflict. There's no consensus. It is ultimately like the survival of the fittest on every level. But the funny thing is it's like allegedly there's a team aspect to it, but it's, it's just completely it is so good. And I think one of the reasons it's so exciting to your point is that if you discover the sport through the show, you don't know what the outcomes are going to be. So you're watching this really well put together documentary show and you're shocked to find out that Lewis Hamilton is a seven time world champion. Meanwhile, if you read the daily mail, you know, that Lewis Hamilton is like your celebrity's favorite celebrity. Like he is the king of Kings. He's the as, sportsman of the year. Like every year. Yeah. I, I compared him to my father as LeBron James plus Michael Jordan. Like he's just, he, he's like a 21st century perfect superstar for any nation, any sport. He's amazing. Anyway, that I, I do think that is like having like young people watch sports. They don't know the outcomes of would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Number three, HBO max. Okay. Here's what I got for you. Can never argue with this on this one. Snyder cut. I didn't watch that. I'm just never going to, but many people did. They liked it. I heard including you. I, right? I didn't like it, but I did watch it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Godzilla versus Kong. Didn't check that one out yet. Not, a, okay. not, a, I'm not a big like monsters boxing thing. Nor am I. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> but then they have all these documentaries. I treated myself to two on Friday. One was, um, the last cruise, a story of the diamond princess cruise ship, uh, mm-hmm. which is where they had the massive terrifying COVID outbreak. They also have some old documentaries. And so I watched the old one about the creators of South park, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, who I think are two living geniuses and uh, just absolutely incredibly brilliant, talented humans. And I plan to watch the QAnon documentary quite yeah. soon as well. The Q into the storm is quite good. I, I checked it out on the recommendation of Fennessy and it is, it is pretty stirring, uh, not stirring like, Oh, I got to check this, these guys out, but it's pretty terrifying to consider like some of the stuff that they uncover in that doc. March feels like it was, as to your point, the documentary month, because the, the, the coffers were dry and all we really had was this unscripted stuff that just you can unleash at any time. And if that is something that you're interested in, I just I just feel like HBO Max is is doing it right. HBO Max is pretty unassailable. It could be in the top three every time. It's sort of They've like... they eventized a, a, a lot of their documentary stuff too. So the Tina doc, the yeah. Woody doc, the, you know, um, the Tiger doc we've talked about. I would also say that this was a good month for catching up on international uh, like crime and dramas on, um, on HBO Max. So I watched The Investigation in March. I, I think I think I talked about Beartown with uh, Bakes on on this this pod, but Beartown, The Investigation, um, just a lot of good stuff on on HBO Max, especially their international selection. It's a it's a great option. Check it out. Okay, number two, Amazon. Just feel like. In the this is this is all glean gleanings for my lovely colleagues. In the in the war for domination, clearly superheroes have won. There's there's very little culture outside of superheroes right now. It super bums me out. Not because I don't support everyone who loves this, but like I just need 50 weeks of prestige television a year. And right now I'm just not getting that. I need I just need my my cable networks to come through. And you can put it on streaming, but like just I need a rapid fire, some combo of the, of the aesthetic of Mad Men successor and breaking bad, the Americans. Like I need these shows. I, I really, I really fucking miss them. So anyway, I'll just, I'll just accept that superheroes are King and it seems like invincible was the best superhero thing from March, according to my colleagues. And well, let me tell you something. Yeah. It's like, you got to care about superheroes for this one. It's really well done. It's pretty like 
gripping, but it is very much like about superheroes and about mm-hmm. society's relationship to superheroes. Not even in the way where the people will be like, well, WandaVision is actually about this and Falcon and Winter Soldier is actually about this. Like Invincible seems to be mostly like it's really about superheroes as superheroes. So if if you're not into that and, and you know, sometimes I find myself questioning whether I am too, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. And it's, you're, you're right that we are now, if you go back to November with Mandalorian to now, the big water cooler shows have all been in that vein. They've either been Star Wars or Marvel, or they've been these DC movies getting released on HBO Max. And now, like, it seems like even the shows that people are like, you got to also check this out is more superhero stuff. I know. It's invincible. I know. I know. It's a lot. It's a lot. Here's here's the other pluses for Amazon that I have it coming in, number two. I felt like coming to America of all these movies that have come out straight straight to your television. I felt like that was the one that even if it wasn't the best and it doesn't have the most like Oscars cachet, I just felt like to be culturally relevant, you kind of like needed to check out at least a few minutes of coming to America too. I just, yeah. it's, it's coming to America. Who can say no? It's like, <laughs> yeah. one of the mo- it's like one of the most iconic movies of all time with one of the most iconic actors of all time. And it's just like, I don't know. I felt like you had to do it. And it also has a few of the other Oscar movies. Like it's in a pretty good spot when it comes to movies right now. So I just feel like Amazon is kind of like, to be your cool friend at the bar, you should have Amazon to be like, well, let me tell you about Invincible. It's not just Sunday morning morning cartoon. So like, this is me doing a service. It's not me endorsing Invincible. It's not for no. me. But I'm just saying, this is where we are in the power rankings. Juliet, you're just here to report the news. And if you don't <laughs> exactly. like me, unfollow. <laughs> I didn't make it. Exactly. Now, number one for the month of March. I'm sorry. I'm not putting Disney Plus on the list at all. I know Falcon and the Winter Soldier is popular, but you know what? Binge it. It'll still be there next month in April. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with YouTube TV or Hulu Live because Ooh, okay, the biggest television event in the month of March, there's nothing that can possibly compare, was Oprah's interview with Meghan and Harry. And if you didn't have access to CBS, you were shit out of luck. And I loved it. What a wonderful win for network television. I'd like yeah. to see that once in a while. And um, I thought that was pretty cool and just like really noteworthy. It was the biggest television event I can think of outside of the Super Bowl in a really long time. Yeah, I was I was actually looking at a list of because I, I I come across something because I'd forgotten that that the first Trump Clinton debate got 100 million viewers. But I was curious about like what were some of the biggest single evening TV nights, you know, like in, in a long time. And, and Oprah, Oprah and Markle's is up there. Oh, yeah. They got like 17 million. Yeah. And CBS was smart. They were they were released more clips the next morning on Good Morning or CBS This Morning, whatever it's called. I love a win for Oprah. A win for Oprah feels like a win for all of us. And I just think it, it's really noteworthy. It's so, so hard to command that many eyeballs in such a short period of time. And there wasn't even like that much buildup for it. One thing that CBS did that was really, really smart that goes against everything streaming television is about is that it aired according to the rules of time zone. So it was on the East coast and people started tweeting about it. There was like real social buzz. And then by the time three hours later, the West coast could get involved. They were like, well, I have to watch this because everyone was talking about it. People were losing it, man. Yeah. And then actually went into the next day because I don't think England got it until. Yes. England got the next night. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, Megan and Harry dominated television. Can in you real imagine time. being in England and being like, they're talking about us? Why can't we watch it? <laughs> God save the queen. I mean, yeah. 
<laughs> so that's what we got, Chris. I mean, I did I shock you? Did I surprise you? I'm surprised. I thought Amazon was high up. That I did not expect that, you know. And uh, you know, I know that you're a Hulu kind of like you. you you're a real like defend your Hulu turf. I can't make so, the case for Hulu. I just but can't. Hulu hasn't really put. I mean, like with with all due respect, there hasn't really been a lot of originals from Hulu. I think they've had a couple of docs as well, but there hasn't been a ton of stuff up there. So yeah, I pretty much agree with this list, and uh, definitely Paramount Plus. Like it's, I, I think that's got a lot of legs for you. It does. It definitely does. We'll be back at the beginning of April, or the beginning of May. Jeez, May. what month are we in? To talk about April, Chris will be doing the rankings then. His will certainly be full of Canal Plus. Can't wait to find out, <laughs> find out more. <laughs> Listen to The Watch for more Chris and Bachelor Party for more of me. I'm also on Ringer Dish. And uh, we'll be back on Wednesday. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.